Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabe Lorenzi. We're throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, Kevin Wall still set to uh, join us. Let's reset the table a little bit. Unfortunately, uh, the unrest continued last night, uh, but uh, that was the unfortunate part. The fortunate part is the fact that there's been uh, nothing but peaceful protest uh, so far. And, you know, that's my advice to people tuning in, whether you want to listen to me or not. And you should listen to me because I gave you Noah Gragson last night to win the Chatters 300, Ken. There's some cheddar on the table, buddy. So you broom, broom, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you're going to protest, go protest during the day. Nothing, nothing good agree. is going to happen after dark at nighttime. You can get caught up at the wrong place at the wrong time. It happens to good people um, yep. all the time. Um, there was a um, a couple of people in Atlanta, a boyfriend, uh, a guy and his girlfriend, a couple, and they got maced by the cops. They got pulled out of their car and everything, and they were just going to get something to eat. They weren't even part of the protest, right? Craziness. So nothing good can happen when you're out at nighttime. So the peaceful protest, it's, it's nice to see. I think eventually we're all going to be able to exhale, and there will be sports, and people can we can unite. But that's the whole thing. Sports are supposed to unite. And sports do unite, right? But the thing is, they really don't, Cam. You know, like, they say, oh, sports unite people. And they kind of do. They unite teams. They unite teams, they unite. but yep. look at the Utah Jazz fans and all the incidences of comments mm-hmm. that were made. That's not uniting anything. They turn on the players. They say all kinds of, like, racial things, horrible things to players. Fans, like, they're not, you know... As I've stated, you can't just be a fan of these teams and then not care about their issues as well. Exactly. You know what I, mean? like that, I think that's a good way of putting it. Like, you can't just say, well, I don't care what you feel. Shut up and play. And then you turn on them and then, you know, I mean, or against them even, which like a lot of people are. And I think, you know, look how Kaepernick was treated, basically. And honestly, the National Football League now, the NFL can do all the hell they want now. All right. They can pretend and they can release these statements and stuff like that. And I see NFL players are calling them out already, saying Big whatever, time. typical NFL, that once again, they're nowhere to be found on this. You know, Colin Kaepernick started all this by taking a knee, and he did get blackballed by the league. Say what you will. Whether he's good enough he to play now, I don't want to relive it, but anybody that doesn't believe that they, you know, they didn't want to sign Kaepernick due to political reasons, come and on. Your head's under a rock. Right? I mean, you're, yeah, yeah, you're being naive, so... You know, for the NFL to step up now would be kind of hypocritical of them as well. But I think that's in times like this, I think we see hypocrisy in all of us, actually. Yep, you're right, Gabe. But here's the bottom line is let's do what you do. You talk about it. Friendly protest. You know, don't hurt people. Believe in what you say. And I'm, that's that's what I believe. You know, we got to be better as human beings. Be nicer to people. It sounds so cliche, but it's true. Just respect people's space. Respect people who they are. Don't hurt their business. Just be better people. Don't hurt people is the bottom line. Don't be a jerk. Yeah, I think that's that's the best way of putting it, actually, Kev. It's very uh, biblical, actually, uh, of you. Very biblical of you. And the thing is, people need empathy. 
Everybody needs empathy. Like people, instead of, you know, mocking, uh, mocking George Floyd's death, you know, actually think, what if that was my cousin? What if that was my kid? Mm -hmm. What if that was my brother? Etc. Don't just look at a skin color. And, and as well, like if you're protesting, and I say protester, if you're looting and you're smashing things, think, you know what? What if this is my uncle's store? You know, what if this is my grandmother's store? Uh, Etc. Right? So, you know, people need empathy on all sides. All right, we want to welcome everybody tuning in to Game Time Decisions right now. We're into hour two. I am Gabriel Brenzer with Throwing It Down with the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. All right, I wish we could have some game show music uh, here uh, ready to go. Uh, But we have enough uh, things going on as it is. Shout out to our crew, Metal Matt back in the house. We've got our boy Yang. Stay safe, uh, Yang, Um, on the streets of Harlem. And Joe Ranieri's nice and safe on the beaches of Miami, Florida. It's a team effort, all right? So we appreciate uh, everybody's everybody's work. But I, I do wish we had some game show music here to start off an uh, hour or two with. Uh, we could say it's 100 days away from what? Uh, the end of the world, the second wave of the pandemic, or the start of the National Football League regular season. Um, dun, 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 dun. So, you know what? Football could be 100 days away. Uh, right now. And as I stated earlier, if football is 100 days away, then I guess the, the NBA champion is going to be crowned in like, I don't know, man, 142 days or something like that. Yeah, I guess like 142 days, uh, give or take, which is ridiculous. Like I said, I was excited about the NBA coming back, and now we see their plan. I don't know. They're bringing back 22 teams. They're going to play regular season games and then a play-in tournament. Yeah. And and in the finals, game seven of the NBA finals could be played like it could go all the way to October the 12th. And if September the 10th is 100 days away, then this is kind of anticlimactic, bro, for the NBA. Like, it's literally like a new season. I, I understand know, like, that, Gabe, but, but it's- here's the thing. Yeah, I'll- all bets are off, but you got to think, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, I guess you're going to be happy that they are going to be playing. We, you know, you can't do it earlier than you think. Look at what the hell's going on in the world today. Look at the United States. Look what's happening. It's almost like you need a period afterwards to say, okay, I no, get it. Right. We might be playing the we might be playing the second season after Christmas, but you know what? Let's get this one right. Let's get the world back on track, and then so you know, if like it takes masters. a little longer. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, so we'll be we're game. like you have two masters. You have one in November, yes. and you have one in April. It's going to be like two NBA champions this year. It's going to be an NBA champion in October, and then once again in June. Hey, all right, just a chance for the Raptors to win three in a row, baby. Perfect timing. Soak it all in, buddy. Soak it in. Three in a row. (laughs) Three P. Three P. Kevin Walsh joins us next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game Time Decision continues. Get on the grid. Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. You know who we're talking to. You know the digits. You know the drill. You know who it is. 
Um, all right, so I am Renzi. We're throwing it down with Cam Stewart. We've got Kevin Walsh uh, set to uh, step up and in. Uh, we've got uh, we got NBA news, and you know what? I see now that uh, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh actually marches with his uh, marches with his players in Ann Arbor uh, protest. So Harbaugh Harbaugh is a pretty social guy who's actually still in contact with Colin Kaepernick uh, all yeah. the time. I just want to give a shout out to um, as we stated, these are crazy times, guys, and um, we do have a lot. You know, we've got a lot of cops that are friends in the program, that are sports fans, uh, that we party with in Vegas. And, you know, we've you see all sides of this. And that's why I just said violence begets violence in which, you know, because of what happened in Minneapolis doesn't mean it's, had, you know, it's the fault of people elsewhere. And I just want to say stay safe to our boy Bobby in Chicago who sends me a, uh, sends me a picture um, and he goes, you know, I just want to show you this because he goes, there's a lot of, you know, tweets out there and a lot of stuff of cops. And he goes, look at this. He goes, we got crashed into by these kids at a U-Haul last night. And he goes, people have been throwing bricks at me for 14 hours a day uh, for the last um, the last two days. And that's just pointless, too. That's not um, that's not um, that's not bringing back George Floyd at all. Like, you know, that, that's just, that's the thing that's frustrating about this. And what happens is if you start throwing bricks at cops, um, then then the cops are going to come back hard. If the cops come hard at protesters, then the protesters are going to come back hard. Like, everybody needs to just sort of, you know, take a step back, I think. Everybody take a step back. Kevin Walsh steps up and in. Kevin, always a pleasure. I wish it was a little bit different, but, mm. and uh, I put it this way, you're living through history, buddy. Yeah, um, I guess there's I guess there's that it it is. um, It is absolutely a crazy time. I will say this, though. One of the things that I've heard some people point out, and I think it's really key. There's a lot of people who are like, man, I wish we had sports, a distraction. And um, I think you guys would agree, though, that right now um, we don't need a distraction. Like people need to really, really pay attention to what's going on, because this is not out of the thin air. This is happening for a reason. And as much as we are still miles away from the progress that needs to be made, and yes, of course, looting and rioting is not what anybody wants to see, but there is progress, I believe, being made at the minimum of people becoming more aware of what's actually going on and people actually understanding to a degree why some of this is happening. There are people that I know I've seen on my timeline who not only had never spoken out about these things before positively, but behind closed doors negatively uh, would speak about these type of situations. And you see that people now are being forced to acknowledge what is going on. And I am trying to remain hopeful that it could lead to better change down the road. Yeah, you would hope that it could. And, you know, I feel the same way. Very well put, actually, Kevin. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, I feel, feel the same way in a sense. I, I saw the protesters today, and it was very moving. There was literally thousands and thousands and thousands of them in Chicago and Los Angeles and New York. No windows are being broken. No bottles are being thrown. It was people peacefully marching. And it makes you, and, and it was walks of all life as well, young, old, white, Asian, you know, Hispanic, etc. And when you see it like that, I think any sane person would say, wow, what are all these people so, you know what I mean? What do all these people feel so strongly about that are willing to march down the street right now together like this? Maybe I should, you know, I got to dig in here and, 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 you know, and, and see for myself. 
I totally, and it's, that's actually, that's, that's like, that's real protest. That's movement. Yet when you get to the nighttime stuff and people are just, let's rip the boards off of Macy's and let's rip off some Rolexes, then that's organized crime. You know, mm-hmm. that's criminal looting, etc. But it has nothing to do with a movement. And it's too bad because people in the media and others that will sometimes, as you stated, Kevin, already have a precondition. They're just going to say, oh, you see, nothing but a bunch of thugs, right? Oh, you see, look at these looters, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, oh, they're all the same, and they're all thugs. And it's not true. Like, you know, it's there's a different element that are on the streets at night than there is during, during the day with the peaceful protesters. Uh, look, this is so people are starting to learn that they need to stop making asses out of themselves by arguing over grammar. When I say Black Lives Matter, right? And then someone responds, all lives matter. Yes, that's what I'm saying, that black lives matter. I'm not saying only black lives matter. This is a really, really simple concept. And now people are starting to get it. So when people are supporting protests, I'm not saying I support looting and burning things down and robbing stores. No, I'm supporting peaceful protests. People need to, to finally just apply common sense to what is going on. And divide these things and stop trying to paint all of these things with this same broad negative brush. Because there are people out there with a very real purpose and a purpose that is very, very important and needs to be heard. And it is such a disservice if people are going to actively choose to try and undercut it by saying that it is something that it is not. You know, though, there's so much. Well said, Kevin. There's so much. Yeah, there's so much work to be done. Yeah, just in a sense, look, man, people can't even agree to wear masks before. Like, you know, wearing a mask was like sort of political. So now, you know, just everybody is just, nobody listens. Nobody listens. And as you stated, that's why we are where we are We are right now. Uh, because uh, nobody was listening. Now, you are, you know, you are a millennial by, by age, uh, so to speak. And I'm sure it bothers you. People, oh, millennials this, millennials that. Yet, I got to tell you, I don't, I don't really envy millennials. If you look, you guys living through the biggest pandemic in, in 100 years, and, and now basically we have the 60s all over again. Like I said, like, you know, being a millennial, it's not the best time to be in the world right now. <laughs> Actually, it never is yeah, for anybody. Sad. But I'm just stating, I think people should back off the millennials a little bit, all right? They're going to be cleaning up the mess for the next 50 years, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, yeah, we've got it so easy, right? With uh, with only a a pandemic. Like, come on, man. Yeah, it's, it's. Look, it's it's a crazy, crazy thing. You'll be all right, bro. You're you're an Iona grad. You're going to be fine. Uh, Yeah. You're a gay. Listen, once you can bank on an Iona education, you got the world at your feet. So I have no worries personally. (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing Uh, Kevin Walsh was you know uh, um, we're kicking it uh, here radio and TV but for those of you that can see Kevin Walsh's bunker it's basically a great bunker that he's got basement bar uh, in Queens the only thing that's missing action I think your father would actually like it we're not doing it to be vain but I'm looking Ask Mr. Walsh, Senior. Uh, I think you know you could use some autographed pictures of me and Cam. Me and Cam need to be on the logo. 
Listen, to our friend, Mr. Walsh. Sports Grid. I've noticed that right away. We've got pictures of ourselves on the wall. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I believe that both you guys are in the same spot. Get a nice couple uh, 8x10s, print them out, sign them up, yeah. send them over. There's plenty of wall space. see Mickey we'll Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Cam yeah, Stewart. <laughs> There's like 15 Furman <laughs> Munson things. We can make a sacrifice for a Cam Stewart, Gabe Morenci poster, no doubt about it. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, I was just thinking to look up. I was like, you know what would look good? Yeah, you know what would look good on that wall? I was thinking a picture of me and Cam. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Gabe. I like it a lot. You want me to take down the album like uh, okay. Gregor poster for, for your guys' faces? I could get behind it. Oh, your dad's got throwing enough three hundreds. I I think he could fit us in there. He's got a lot of bowling nostalgia there. <laughs> There's face on the wall. We I'm I'm staring at some prime real estate in between uh, a nice Thurman Munson plate and a photo of Yankee Stadium that has your guy's name written all Ooh, over. Ooh, that's that's expensive territory. Right, so, we'll take it. <laughs> so on, on the other side, on the other side, we'll get Kevin's uh, take. Uh, and you've got uh, you got a shout out from LA. You got a fan in LA, Kevin. Because, uh, you know, our boy Sheldog, who's a, a longtime listener, a great guy, a good friend of ours, he's a Laker mm-hmm. fan, and he's an Eagle fan. That's the high priest, wow. man. That's my guy. That's my, that's my favorite one. Are you kidding me? Lakers yeah, and Eagles? Yeah, yeah. You know? So now, he probably we'll continue is on the a other side on the front. Yeah, Walsh on fire, guys. Hey, Cam Stewart here with your Sports Grid News and betting update. You want that edge? You got to get on the grid, guys. Some breaking news. NFL teams must hold this summer's training camps at their main facilities. This coming in from ESPN's David Newton. The league expected to announce these plans along with its intention to begin activities in late July. Also, some positive news in tough times. The Tampa Bay Rays are going to commit $100,000 a year in organizations fighting systematic racism. So good on the Rays. The NBA picture becoming more clear. The Board of Governors has set a meeting for Thursday to vote on a formal plan to continue the season. Same as the earlier reports, 22 teams will return to action on July 31st. October 12th, it's late, has been uh, proposed as the latest possible date for a Game 7 of the NBA Finals in 2020. Starting the 2020 regular season is not considered feasible until the NFL and NFLPA reach an agreement on how to manage future salary caps. This coming in from the NFL Network today. The NFL and NFLPA prepping to discuss the cap, which is in danger of plummeting in 2021 due to COVID-19. Each team could miss on somewhere between 40 and $80 million if fans can't attend the games. The league could see as much as a four to $5 billion vanish, but the TV deals will need an influx of cash in 2020, and they can help uh, alleviate the problem. One solution is what I said, agree to borrow money from the future TV deals in order to stabilize the cap in the short term. This would lead to smaller increases in the future. The 2020 cap set at $198.2 million. It's steadily gone up by $10 million each year since 2013. A judge in Florida 11th Circuit Court ruled that New Orleans Pelican star Zion Williamson will be required to answer questions related to his eligibility at Duke during the 2018-19 season as part of an ongoing suit filed by a former agent, according to ESPN. With the U.S. facing one of its biggest crises in more than 50 years, sports leagues and stars took to social media today with black screens with the hashtag Blackout Tuesday to bring attention to injustices all over the nation. Protests even spreading all the way to Europe as Man City striker Sergio Aguero voted his support along with an MLS player. Anthony Barr and uh, David Kendrick slammed uh, Commissioner Goodall on Twitter. They think he needs to do
Jeff Passan of ESPN. The regular season consists of only 50 games or one-third of the typical 162. NCAA, Navy, and Notre Dame will not open their 2020 schedule with an August 29th matchup in Dublin, Ireland due to COVID-19. The 94th game of the longest continuous intersectional rivalry in the U.S. will instead be held for the first time at the Navy Marine Corps in Annapolis, Maryland, with Labor Day weekend as a targeting day. And in the NBA, Hall of Famer Wes Unseld has passed away at the age of 74. He uh, helped lead the Washington Bullets as an NBA title as a player, later coached and served as GM of the franchise. He was named NBA Finals MVP in 1978. Some positive news, Major League Soccer and MS, MLSPA have reached a major breakthrough in negotiations today that could avoid a potential lockout. In golf, Millfield Village will host the John Deere replacement tourney, a place where Jack will get it done in Dublin, Ohio. I'm Cam Stewart, and that's your Sports Grid update. Now back to Gabe Morency with our guest, Kevin Walsh on the grid. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabe Morenci. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates and everybody watching on the television side of things. As well, Kevin Walsh of Sports Grid's kicking it with us. The raging redhead Cam Stewart bringing it uh, this evening uh, as well. All right, let's get into the NBA news. Like I said, it's a little bit anticlimactic, Kevin, because I was really looking forward. Uh, like last week, I was like, oh, yeah, man, they're going to announce that they're going to vote on this officially on the 4th. Probably on the 5th, they'll have a press conference. And, man, it's going to be great. I don't know if they're going to have a press conference now. With everything that's going on, they might just vote and sort of just quietly let it happen and then have a press conference uh, down, you know, down, down the road next week. Or they might step up and use the platform, actually, which I don't think is a bad idea, actually. Right? So yeah. you have a press conference, yeah. but you let LeBron speak. You let a couple of the players speak, actually. Um, during this press conference, and I think something positive could potentially come out of that, but it seems like it's a done deal right now. 22 teams, July 31st, and I was just doing the math, guys, um, right now. So we're 100 days away from a potential start of the National Football League season, guys. So Thursday night, September the 10th, is actually... And the poor Houston Texans have to go back to Kansas City. Um, Sorry, Houston. We have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like Cam's going to be on the Chiefs. I might. So. If it goes, yeah. I'll, I'll lay the 19 and a half. Thanks, Gabe. All right. So the NFL season would be in 100, 100, uh, 100 days. The NBA Finals Game 7 would be in 132 days. Now, to, just to put in context how far that is away, how many days off the top of your head do you think it's been since uh, sports shut down? Uh, I mean, it's uh, 365. <laughs> it's I'm going to say 87. I was going to say 87 off the top of my head. Hey, pretty good guess. Do I win? I win yeah, a prize. March, March 12th. March yep. 12th. March 11th was the NBA shut down yeah. that night, and then March 12th, college basketball started in the morning, and then didn't get mm-hmm. through the afternoon. So it's mm-hmm. been 82 days. Like, dear God, like, think about everything that's happened in the last 82 days. Like, how much can I, like, whoa, seriously, can't. Like, oh, it's the last 82 that days, is... think of everything that's happened in the world, and yeah. you're telling me we're playing the NBA Finals in 132 days, and I'm supposed right. to get excited now? Come on. <laughs> But I say, I'll tell you, this is why I feel like the idea that everyone is like, oh, like there won't be fans or anything. Like, who knows? Who knows where anything is going to be in 100? I cannot believe that it's not been 100 days, man. It has been the longest 82 days in my young life, without a doubt. Um, 
Yeah, I don't look. I'm I'm optimistic though that a deal is going to get done. I think it's quite the flex from the NBA to be like, hey, just so you know, our season will end on this date, and baseball can't even figure out how many games they want to play. Yeah, that's that's uh, huh. an interesting point from the Walsh man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> although, although the NBA owners aren't looking to screw the players over in the yeah, same, a little different. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The 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 economics of it are, are a little bit different. So, I don't. You know, I want to see the official the official format as far as the regular season and everything is concerned. I don't. I don't know if this is fair. Like, if you're the Orlando Magic, yeah. like really. You've won six more games than what you're, you're five and a half games up. What about mm-hmm. Memphis like, too? And you have to play in some play-in tournament now. The the whole play-in tournament is weird though Memphis because as well, Ken. if they're if, are they only playing against the Magic or are they going to have to play like the Kings and the Pelicans too? Like I don't even the, the play-in tournament is where they lost me a bit. From what I, and I know, I don't understand either. And that we don't know yeah. the full format. Are they going one through sixteen? Are they doing this this World Cup stage stuff that actually keeps coming up, guys? They're going to break them up into groups. Like, uh, don't don't pull an NHL on me, Silver. Like seriously, like don't get all stupid and oh, we're going to play in this and that. From what I understand, Cam, and this is a screw job. And if I'm John Morant, this is going to stick with me forever about, like, a rivalry with Zion now. It's like, basically, they're trying to, and we'll get Walsh to take it a second. They're trying to take John Morant out of the playoffs and put Zion in. Damn right they That's are. And I, I, was the, here. I was the first guy to say it. I, I don't know if John Morant did anything wrong. Like, it's like you look at the, their college careers. He was an absolute stud, too. And now all of a sudden, like, Zion, Zion. You see that... Uh, the story today, guys. Oh, getting sued, and he's always in the—he's always in the news. And the thing about the Memphis Grizzlies is, I'm still pissed off about you know when there was the Vancouver Grizzlies, but these guys don't have a chance. It's like you want to talk well, about a team that's that. buried. <laughs> Nobody cares about like if you were to do a survey on teams that you care about in the NBA, I guarantee the Memphis Grizzlies are bottom two, hands down. It's not even a debate. Nobody cares about the Grizzlies. Nobody <laughs> cares. And you know what? It's, it's ridiculous, but that's the way the NBA is. It's a star league. They have certain guys that they want to attach their wagons to Walsh, and you know that's the way it is. Business first. Yeah. They don't care about the Grizz. Yeah, I, I mean, there's definitely something to be said about them, like, doing all of these gymnastics when they could easily have just said, hey, we were doing conferences all year. We're going to take one through eight, and that's what it is, and we don't have to do all of this. I think the one thing that they've been using, and I guess you kind of have to give it a little bit of credence, is that the projected strength of schedule to finish out the season, Memphis had the hardest of any of those teams in the race, and the Pelicans and actually had to play the Pel- And they were going to play the Pelicans too, buddy, right? So things could, mm-hmm. no guarantees the Pelicans would have beat right. them, though. For sure, 100%. This is, 100%. This is what the, the word is. The NBA has been advancing on a plan that would include regular season playing and playoff games for the 16 teams currently holding playoff position and six more teams within six games of the eight seed in each conference. This includes New Orleans, Portland, San Antonio, Sacramento, um, uh, Washington, and Phoenix. Which, like, really? The Phoenix Suns are being brought back? (laughs) The Suns got a better record than the Wizards. I don't know what we're doing here, man. I wish John Wall would come back. You could at least sell me on that a little bit. Keep saying he's 110 and he won't play. 
See, I'm just confused. Like, what does this mean? Advancing on a plan include regular season play to playoff games for the 16 teams currently yeah. holding playoff position and six more teams within six games of the eight seed in each conference. Yeah, whatever, mm. man. So let me ask you a question. I got to get, I got to get, I don't know. I'm confused. Help me, guys. Mm. Uh, I got to get FanDuel <laughs> on the line. Does this mean the Raptors yeah. can win a division still? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have that future ticket. I'm going to be honest with you, Gabe. They're done. They're done. Like, I'm not going to say use them as kindling yet, but, you know, they're paper products, and you you might want to get a big well, lighter no, no, than no, those no, no, things. I want to get my money back. I don't back. know what's hey, going on. Void, at least. Yeah, I'm not going to get my money back at least. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, yeah. You'll get a void bet, but they're not going to credit you for a win. You 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 get the void monies. Exactly. That's what you yeah, get. Yeah, they, they'll tell you that Boston's breathing down their neck, and then Gabe gets into an argument with the guy who's cashing his ticket <laughs> about Raptors being better than the Celtics. <laughs> well, they, they could have well. Come on. It's not, I wouldn't get in an argument. It's laughable. That's, just, <laughs> I, that's like I, I don't waste my time. I don't waste my time with the LeBron Jordan arguments. It's laughable. It's not even debatable. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's been LJ for years. What are we doing here? No, no. Well, you just, uh, you just lost the last answer. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, strong. Yeah, I defended a millennials strong. earlier. Now he sees acting all millennials here. Yeah. So, I like I got to tell you, there's, uh, things are so depressing. Yeah, things are so depressing right now. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get excited for the Bubbly Bunch and crew uh, oh, on Wednesday night and Chris Jericho and Tyson uh, and uh, and everything. And I know that, you know, we, we have to keep people appraised of everything because uh, even though I know there's serious th- things going on in the world right now, but Rob Gronkowski is no longer a WWE champion. He pulled a John Jones. He tossed the uh, the belt away. He's done. I don't know. That 24-7 title might mean more those than some of those UFC titles. They'll have three interim champions by tomorrow, I'd have to figure. <laughs> I just can't believe that WWE didn't find a way to get Gronk to defend that title against other NFL players, man, and have to put the thing on, put it back on R-Truth for the 35th time. Well, that, that 24-7 point. thing, it's kind of the joke one in which everyone, like, man, the yeah. Fox announcer Rob Stone was the champion, right? Like, uh, yeah. everyone's been that champion, uh, except me and Cam. Couldn't couldn't they just find a way for Gronk to like lose it to someone in an airport or something? Hey, Gronk, screw you over the head with a chair, like on a web. Something about Gronk, too. I read in the wrestling trades that um, the the WrestleMania was a disaster. He was scared to jump off and land on everybody. I don't know if you heard about that, Kevin. Uh, I heard he was like, I heard the wrestlers hated him. (laughs) They were like, dude, you gotta just Cam. All you had to do is jump off the top rope, and yep. there was like 10 wrestlers. And it was one of those fake, like, bowling things. He was going to knock yep. everyone over. And he was scared, like, during the practice, like a kid being scared to jump in a pool. And they're like, dude, what are you doing here if you're scared to jump off the ropes on a bunch of people? Like, it's not that scary. And they had to, like, they manipulate the angle. And if you see it, it's so weak, bro. It's like a little, like, hey, did, you, did you hear diving, who like, told him it was safe? Vince went up there and did it himself to prove to Gronk that that's it was okay. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Vince used to be a wrestler while she could actually do these things, right? Vince is like seven How old is Vince? I don't seven care how old Vince is. He, yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, man. Gabe's got me into this new wrestling, man. It, it looks great. Like uh, anything with the drone yes. and Jericho, like I'm into yes. it. I yes. love cheap yeah, jokes and I love cheap laughs. I love it. More of that. Hey, Russ, hey, don't take yourself too seriously, wrestling. That's how you're going to get fans. My take. Yeah, think about that. Vince McMahon, say what you will about him. 
74 years old, got on the top rope and told him, Settle down, little girl. This is how you do it. <laughs> oh, I can That's only. So I mean, like Gronk's like going to go play tight end in the NFL this year, and he had to have Vince McMahon show him that it's okay Not to trust well, him back onto ten guys. Not well. I'm, is it? I'm down on Tampa. Boo! Under with the Bucks. Yar yar yar. Yeah, any team that Tom Brady's on, I'm against. <laughs> we'll see. Except for I, their schedule. Their schedule. We got to get yeah, out. Yeah. Of here. I Thanks, went back Kevin. and revised that. See you guys. Later, buddy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabriel Moretzi. A fun show, uh, considering the circumstances uh, that um, that we're all in uh, right now. I am Moretzi. We're kicking it with Cam Stewart. Thanks to uh, Kevin Walsh of Sports Grid for throwing it down uh, with us. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to be joined by another old regular. Now that we're, we're kicking it, we're back live again. We've got to start taking some phone calls and getting a lot of the regulars uh, back uh, into the rotation. Get Capper's Corner uh, going again. We have the San Anita Derby uh, later in the week, actually. But Ricky Sanders didn't lose our number. Hey. Ricky, don't you lose that number? Lose that number. Ricky Sanders going to be back. Ricky. And uh, R- Ricky's capping Korean baseball. That's what 2020 is um, produced. Nobody saw that coming. <laughs> you know what, though? I bet he's doing well. I know one thing about Ricky. Whatever he sets his, his mind to, he'll do in a very, very positive way. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, Gabe. I'm going to. I can't lie to you. Uh, I bet a lot of horses. I've literally bet like a handful of Korean baseball games. I'm not really like doing it every night. If I get a tip from somebody, yeah, you know, like two and one, you know, it's not really uh, something I've been doing a lot. But I know Belmont comes back uh, tomorrow and maybe uh, down the line our boy Lindsay will come in because I remember one thing before when you were working at the Meadowlands, this guy was hotter than a pistol and we were hitting winners all over the board. Yeah, you know what? The The horse racing industry is really starting to come back. Uh, track after track, including our uh, one of our home tracks where we normally broadcast out of uh, the Meadowlands, Meadowlands yep. Racetrack in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, FanDuel, of course, is there. Uh, FanDuel will remain closed. The racetrack remains closed, at least to patrons, but racing begins on Friday. Uh, Belmont is uh, Belmont is up and running. Uh, we've got Woodbine up and running, Fort Erie up and running, uh, more and more tracks. Uh, pretty much, you know, over the, the next couple of days and over the last couple of days, Kev, tracks around North America are starting to open up, and uh, that's great for the horse racing industry. Listen, it'll be interesting to see because Jeff Corral, who's the owner of the Meadowlands, I read read an interview with him, and they, he was talking about how horse racing has really, really thrived. Uh, during the pandemic, a lot of tracks have done really well, uh, but now is the real test, right? Now yes. that there's so many tracks back, will it continue to thrive or did it just thrive because it was Gulfstream at the time? You know what I mean? So we'll see if if, if the handles continue to be high. You know, i got to be honest with you. I think they will. And we were talking about millennials earlier and stuff. 
but you know, look at our look at our guy, big man on campus. You know, big yeah, man on campus. You know, late twenties, early thirties, whatever. He might have just turned thirty, etc. But wasn't in the horses a couple of years ago. You know, I think you know, gradually got into it. But I've noticed more and more people have become real fans uh, of the sport during this pandemic, and I think that some of them will stick uh, with the sport after the fact. I couldn't agree with you more, Gabe. And here's the thing, guys. If you're like a, a horse racing fan, think about this. In an NBA game, you know, you got props, whatever, hockey, over-unders, totals. We got all that stuff in regular sports. All it takes is one race. There's two sides to horse racing. And let me know. I know both. Uh, it's dangerous. There's a race going off all the time. And if you don't have good bankroll management, especially after alcohol, which I don't sometimes, you can get into a pickle. But I also will tell you this. In one race, in two minutes, you can hit multiple triactors, superfect. As I told you, I got a guy who was a regular sir of me and Gabe's show, won $36,000 in two days. That's the thing about horse racing. It's crazy, and I agree with you, Gabe. Uh, with all these tracks coming back, it's going to be fantastic with Belmont. I think if things go well at that track in New York, Saratoga will be opening for the summer. That's just beautiful stuff. Great vacation country. And I think the ha horse racing handle still will do well. People remember, these sports aren't back yet. Baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever. It's going to be still, people are going to be betting on ponies. Trust me. I think it'll, they'll be fine. Oh, the handle for the Santa Anita Derby is going to be massive. Oh, it's going to be big absolutely time. massive. And then the Belmont Stakes uh, coming up uh, later in June uh, as well. That's going to be very big. Um, you know, we have actually as well. So uh, the UFC was back over the weekend and we had a profitable uh, Saturday night. It wasn't easy getting there. It was frustrating uh, being on the wrong side of the main event again. Four UFC cars back, guys. Three of them in Florida. One of them in Las Vegas. And uh, four underdogs have won in, in every main event. Every main event. Now, the question is, I don't believe that that streak continues uh, this week. As Felicia Spencer uh, takes on Amanda Nunez. And Amanda Nunez, of course, yeah. is the best female fighter of all time. And the number is starting to climb, actually. And it sounds crazy, but I remember telling someone, I was like, you know what? Amanda Nunez at like 550 is actually value. At oh, least yeah, even put, put it in, in every parlay. parlay. Yep, yeah. Yep. She's now minus 850. Yeah, it's on. Felicia yeah, yeah, Spencer yeah. plus 550. Now, one thing about Felicia Spencer, tough Canadian, kind of, you know, she's a big girl. We saw she got into a bloody war with Cyborg. It's her only loss. She's really, really tough. She, you know, the, the over-under is one and a half rounds. I was hoping that we get a little bit more value. I thought maybe going over one and a half, they'd be a little bit better odds. But over one and a half is minus 186. The, the, the thought for this fight, Cam, is sort of that Amanda Nunes is just going to sort of... Felicia Spencer will gain a lot of fans. She's going to show her toughness. She's going to get a couple of shots in. But ultimately, she's going to get pummeled and beat up by Amanda Nunes if she doesn't get knocked out, right? But, you know, does it go one and a half rounds? I don't know. I don't want to lay minus 186 to go over because Amanda Nunes comes out strong, bro. She comes out and tries to knock your head off, like, immediately. And her gas tank has improved. Are you going to uh, swing for the fences and ride this underdog streak of uh, main event dogs winning at plus 550 with Felicia Spencer? No, no, I'm not, Gabe. This is where this is where the party ends. And I know she's from Montreal, Canadian. She's going to get killed. She's a real, you said it's a really tough woman. Uh, actually, somebody who could like stand there and take a beating for a while. I'm not even sure about the over-under. Amanda Nunez, I take her against many men. 
Uh, she's an absolute killing machine. She could step in there with anybody, and uh, she just she's scary. And that's a great point that you bring up. Her cardio recently has been absolutely stellar too. That's the one thing she just keeps on going. I don't think Spencer has a hope in hell of winning this fight. I think she's a very tough gal, and uh, she'll battle. And she has a big, big heart. But that's simply uh, she's outclassed, Gabe. And minus eight fifty is a little bit too much to even put in parlay as round robins. Whatever you do, so you got to find another way to attack the fight. But I am not going to take the underdog in this fight. No way. You know, there's a fun fight with Cody Garbrandt and Rafael and Sunsal. Cody Garbrandt has lost three fights in a row, but he's a minus 148 favorite taking on uh, Sunsal. And I'm kind of leaning with Cody, even though he um, he has been knocked out, and that's a problem, except the Sunsal doesn't, you know, he's not known for being a knockout specialist. I think Cody Garbrandt can get back on track here. But I tell you what, a fight that, uh, you know, this it's a really good card, actually, this card. Um, you know, it's the one thing I'll give credit to the UFC in a sense, right? I should say give credit to the fighters, not so much the UFC, mm-hmm. in a sense that people, the casual fan knows Conor McGregor, knows John Jones, and sort of, you know, knows these big-time, big-time marquee fights. Yet, and even me, as somebody that's followed the sport as as long as I have, even I'm impressed. I'm like, man, I didn't realize this guy's won five fights in a row. Or this guy's won seven fights in a row. Because they're not household names, but they're they're damn good fighters. And you've seen these cards have been great, Kev. And, you know, you didn't need the Diaz brothers or, like, George St. Pierre yep. and Anderson Silva good and Conor McGregor. Or even, like, all these other, like, sort of new guys' names. It's been mostly, for the most part, with the exception of the main events, it's been a lot of no-name fighters for the most part. MMA hardcores know who they are, but generally just sort of journeymen or no-name guys or younger guys, and every card's been entertaining as hell. And I've been learning a lot, too, and the thing that I really, really like from some of the young fighters, like the boy that we clipped, uh, good pick by you, you had way more money on than me, was Royville, and at the end, he's like, hey, buddy, you won your fight, and whatever, he's like, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not happy about it, I should have murdered this guy, like, that's the attitude that you need to have, it's like, yeah, you wanted as a plus 150 dog, but you were absolutely crushing at what you did, I could have been better, I need to learn this, I gotta, I gotta be better in this area, and that Hill kid, what a clinic that he put on. I got that fight wrong. You told me to go point. the other way. And I'll tell you something, man. We saw you interviewed John Jones. I remember when he was just coming in, when he was really, really young. This Hill kid is going to be special. What he did against a good fighter, it was clinical. And the thing is, a lot of guys, they don't know how to use their strength. His reach advantage, he just stood there, pop, 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 and then he knows how to end it. Not just a powerful kid, but a smart fighter. And he's young. He's only going to get better. Watch out. This guy is going to be real special, Marenzi. I'm glad uh, we watched that card. That kid really impressed me. Yeah, you know, and that's what's good about this, that actually that people get an opportunity to learn about some of these up-and-coming fighters uh, right now and guys that are knocking on the door. And I'll tell you, uh, Marvin Vittori and Carl Roberson, these guys were supposed to fight each other. These weeks guys were ago. supposed to fight each other a couple of weeks ago, yeah. yeah. And uh, and Roberson uh, didn't make weight. And Vittori wanted to fight him in the hotel, if you remember, in like the lobby. I'll... So these guys, <laughs> these guys, there's bad blood uh, coming into this fight. We were talking about Cody Garbrandt and a Sun Sal, um, Aljamain Sterling and uh, Cody Sanhagen, the, uh, these guys, the winner, could be fighting for a championship, actually. We're talking about guys that have, like, six-fight win streaks, seven and one in their last eight, et cetera. Uh, Neil Magny. Neil Magny's coming back uh, once again. And Neil Magny, you know, I don't think there's anything that Anthony Martin's going to bring that Neil Magny hasn't seen 
uh, before. That's one of the uh, that's one of the fights that I'm looking at right now. Neil Magny at minus one fifty four. But I'm glad you brought up Roy Valkev because I've sort of changed a little bit. You know, I remember years ago, fighters used to be nervous. UFC octagon mm. jitters, right? It yep. was like a bigger deal. But the thing is, there's more UFC cards now. So it used to be a big deal, like, oh, man, I'm fighting in front of 20,000 people in an arena. They didn't have a million cards in small places. There were no fans and stuff like that. But I'm just saying, Cam, it's sort of like baseball betting. I used to say, you know what, this is this guy's first fight in the UFC. I don't think he's going to win. He's going to lose, and then he'll, he'll, sort of, he'll be better in a second time in a cage type of thing. And it's sort of like betting on a pitcher. Oftentimes, I find novice betters will say, oh, my God, they're calling up some kid from double-A tonight, and he's pitching. They're plus 240. Yeah, Kid's got a six mm-hmm. and seven record in double-A only. And whatever, man, the kid will throw a two-hitter, all right? He might get lit up his third or fourth start. But one thing I've noticed during this pandemic, and I'm going to look into the numbers a little bit more just so I can back it up, but Roy Val was a good example of it. Um, and there's been others that – Guys, I've noticed that the young guys coming in, Cam, their first UFC fight, or maybe it's their second UFC fight against the veterans, it's, I find it's better to be on a young, hungry guy. Again, I agree. As opposed I... to a guy that's been in the UFC for 12 years, and it's just another fight for him. I've noticed yep. this, that the fresh, the new, hungry fighters have been winning a lot of their debuts. And I think they're used to fighting without fans. So they're used to weird circumstances. They're not used to being prima donnas. So they adapt well to this this era. So I'm sort of keeping my eye on it. We'll look at guys that are sort of making their debut um, or even coming out of the contender series, et cetera. I'm just liking these young, fresh fighters, and they're winning a lot of fights right now as underdogs. No, I agree with you more, and that's the thing. You have to look at the hunger, and you bring up you bring up a good point. Things have changed, Gabe. I remember in baseball, too, the White Sox were rolling out a new double-A and triple-A pitcher, and they went on a heater. I was following them. I was like, this is great. Yeah, it's a good thing to do. You're right. Eventually, things will catch up with you, but for two or three times, I love that angle, and I'm going to be doing the same thing with the fighters. All those guys from the Contender Series just look great. They haven't been nervous at all. No, it's going to be a fun part. Uh, Evan Dunham uh, returns. I tell you what, Evan Dunham might be a live dog here at uh, plus 210. This guy's been around a long time. Uh, he's been around a long time, but also one of these dudes that there's nothing really you can throw at him that he hasn't seen, uh, that he hasn't seen uh, before. So um, we got the NASCAR Foles of Honor, Quick Trip 500 uh, as well. We're going to have a lot of stuff to break down uh, this week. Game time decision continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, thanks to our guest, uh, George Kurtz and Kevin Walsh, for joining us on the program. Shout out to our crew as well. The boys are back in town. Uh, Joe Ranieri in Miami, Florida, Metal Matt in the Metal Bunker, and uh, and Yang, Spanish Harlem in the house. Um, Yang, the protesters stayed away from Yang's uh, neighborhood. They kept on walking yeah. right through. 
Hear what he said too, Gabe? You were talking, remember? Remember at the protest? You're like, and those guys on scooters. They're like, oh, what about the I'm thinking about, oh, yeah, don't go out with your scooter, buddy. You don't need that, buddy. We need you around for the shows. Don't be going on a scooter yeah. mission there, buddy. Stay in the audio visual room, please. Yeah, so it's great to have uh, Yang back uh, back in the mix uh, yeah. as well. And it was great to be on the winning side last night. Unfortunately, yes. uh, nothing uh, nothing this evening. Little Korean baseball in the late night hours. I'll tell you what, though. We were talking about racetracks coming back. A lot of soccer leagues are popping up right now. Like they're playing soccer in Denmark. Um, you know, and, you know, not you know, Denmark's a pretty big league. You know what I mean? So like yeah. Denmark, uh, Russia, etc., so for the sports better, the options are starting to expand. Uh, but if you were just joining us uh, right now, just to sort of set the table, um, the National Basketball Association is set to vote on Thursday to uh, to return. And it's pretty much been finalized. Uh, they're going to return on July 31st. It looks like 22 teams will be invited back. So the 16 teams that are already in the playoffs and another six teams are going to be invited back. They would play regular season games and then a play-in tournament for the teams uh, that are on the outside looking in uh, right now. I said, you know, and I wanted to know the finalized format for this. State, I don't know how fair this is for Memphis and Orlando, uh, but we'll have news as far as that concerned uh, throughout the rest of the week. And uh, we've got the UFC later in the week uh, as well, and there should be an announcement. Um, I guess you know. Right after after the vote, and we'll we'll find out what the the, the real format is here. But uh, stay safe, everybody out there. These are tough times. It's tough times doing a sports show. We're trying to keep our spirits up, but stay safe, everybody out there. All right, may the winners be yours. SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, twenty four seven, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.